Hey there, future friends! This week, we get a blast from the K9 past, we take a look at where it all started, and after this movie, nothing is going to be the same. This is the week of May 6th, 2022, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's been a week. Uh, I took last week off because, honest to God, nothing interesting looking came out. And my wife was about to go on vacation, so I wanted to spend more of the last week with her. She's just going back home to visit her family. I am staying here to bring you a show. That is why I stayed. No, that's not the only reason I stayed, but let's pretend. Let's pretend that's why I stayed for you. But let's be honest, my friends. I, I have to be honest with you. This week is going to be a short episode because we know what big film is coming out. We know what the big film is. We know it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And everyone else knew that too because there's hardly anything coming out. Every other movie coming out wouldn't have even stood a chance against Morbius. Like that's how weak of a movie week it looks like. And we expect this, don't we? We expect this for when... One of the big comic book movies comes out, or probably the next Star Wars movie, or anything like that comes out, all of the other movie companies pull their stuff, or they choose this week to release the stuff that never really mattered. The kind of movies that, even if they end up being good, were never going to have a good run in the theaters, even if nothing else came out. And that's exactly why nothing much came out last week, is because... All these companies knew that they only had one week to go until Doctor Strange came out and they didn't want just one week for their films. But my future friends, some of you may be wondering what it is I do on this show. What is this show even about? So let me give you the rundown before we jump into it. This is Future Flicks with Billiam and on this show, I talk about every film coming out during the week. I break them up into two categories. The first category is the limited release section. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe give a thought or two, just maybe, and then we move along. But in the next section, the wide releases and interesting indies, not only do I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it, but I give you some thoughts on that. And then I give it a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, aka the Bill Score. And that can go anywhere from a zero to those awful films, to an 11 for those films that turn it up that extra notch. So without further ado, my friends, let us jump into the limited releases with a film called Remembering Heaven. Author, speaker, and filmmaker Sarah Hines compiled dozens of uplifting and remarkable accounts of parents and families who have had the opportunity to meet the souls of their sons and daughters before they were born. These souls share that We are all eternal spirits who live in the realm of light and beauty before coming to Earth. This is a documentary. And if that's true, then we should never have left Earth as a nightmare. But seriously, though, if the goal is the kingdom of heaven and we want to get there, why'd we leave? 
And that was a joke. I don't want to get into a theological debate. So let's move on to Anais in Love. This movie is coming to video on demand. It has been already released in theaters as of last week. But this week, you can now access it online if you want. This follows Anais, a 30-year-old woman that is broke and has a lover she doesn't think she loves anymore. She meets Daniel, who immediately falls for her. But Daniel lives with Emily, whom Anais also falls for. This is a movie from France. My friends, I just have a quick question. Do you have anything that when you automatically see it, it just, whether it's a, a TV show or a movie, or maybe just people in real life, you're just like, no, no, this is not for me. Like just something you could see in a movie trailer and you're just like, no, thanks. I'm going to pass. Well, there's a scene in the trailer for Anais in Love when Anais and Emily are like dancing or something. And they do that cringy older white woman dancing that seems like a unfortunately expired leftover from the days of hippies and shit. If you want to know what I'm talking about, check out the trailer. It's not that long. But whenever I see that shit, whether it's a movie or TV show or people in real life, I just walk the other way. I'm like, no, thanks. Next up, we have a film called Respect the Jux. A corrupt young man ventures to the United States in a quest for the American dream and forms a band of robbers to obtain it. This stars Jamie Lincoln Smith from Blue Bloods, Sarah Payton from The Oval, and Tony Seco from The Sopranos. Next up, we have a film called The Little Sorcerer. A group of friends set out on a quest to find a magic stone to turn their mouse friend back into a prince. And on the way, they'll learn a lesson about friendship. Aww. This is an animated movie with no one of note and seems like the kind of shit you would find at the dollar store. I mean, I make that joke, but if you follow me on Instagram, at BillyMSWN, and at ReadingRainBill if you like books, but you will see that I actually have a lot of Dollar Tree Blu-ray hauls, but there's also this kind of shit that you find there that why did they even release it on DVD? Who wants to watch it? So yep, skip that film. Next up, a film called Glimpse. Three people are up for the same job, their lives are turning inside out under the pressure, and someone is watching the whole thing. More than one person, in fact. Just, just say that then. Just say that. Like, don't, don't drag this out longer than it has to be. Come on. And someone else is watching them watch. A sorrowful and comedic examination of our fall into surveillance culture. This stars Alyssa Rayner from Orange is the New Black, Carrie Preston from True Blood, Krista Rodriguez from Smash, Raul Esparza from Law & Order SVU, and Michael Emerson from Lost. I watched the trailer for this twice, and I still have no idea what the fuck is going on, so let's pass. There is no Smash, only pass in the limited section. Next up, we have a film called Shepard. Shepard. Yes, I made that joke for the small amount of you who may have played Mass Effect. A young Scottish shepherd following the death of his unfaithful wife fights to maintain his own sanity when the past catches up to him. This is a movie from the United Kingdom and stars Tom Hughes from Victoria, Kate Dickey from Prometheus, Jamie Marie Leary from River City, Greta Sachi from Emma, and Gaia Weiss from Vikings. Two more movies left in the limited section. Let's talk about The Ravine. When an unspeakable crime rocks a peaceful community, Family and friends are left to wonder if they overlooked the murder among them or if there might be some more to the story. This is inspired by true events. 
So if you want the TLDR of this, maybe just look up the real events and you'll find out how the movie ends. This stars Eric Dane from Euphoria, Terry Polo from Meet the Parents, Peter Ficanelli, I think, from Twilight. Oh, he was the doctor or the uh, the dad um, of the, all the vampires. You know, one of the only good characters. I lie. Everyone in that movie was good except for the main three, except for Bella, Edward, and uh, and Jacob. Ah, Jacob. If you still listen to the show, I mean the character from Twilight, not you. I like you. You're cool. But seriously, the main characters of the Twilight movies were absolute garbage and everyone else was so much more interesting. Also stars Leslie Uggams from Deadpool. Blind Al is who she played. And Byron Mann from The Expanse. And let's wrap this up with a movie called Escape of the Field. This is coming to limited theatrical release and video on demand. Six strangers wake up trapped in an endless cornfield only to discover something mysterious is hunting them. This stars Shane West from The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Theo Rossi from Luke Cage, Jordan Claire Robbins from Umbrella Academy, and Tyra Sharif from The Haunting of Bly Manor. So if you want to watch this movie, instead watch In the Tall Grass on Netflix instead. It's the one based on a Stephen King story. Uh, That is Far, far better, I assume, because this movie looks awful. My future friends, before we jump into the first break, I kind of want to do the uh, What I'm Watching on Streaming segment that Critter from uh, Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Watch Your Mouth Podcast have uh, has suggested I do. I'm not watching anything terribly new, but my wife is now in the UK. I think I mentioned that already. And yesterday I was terribly sick. Like, we went to lunch before I took her to the airport and something I ate destroyed me. The last time I had been that sick, it was two days after my grandfather passed and a friend of mine took me out to dinner to to Boca de Bebo or Beppo or however you say it. And it was only after dinner that we looked at that bottle of chili oil they gave you and we noticed that the chili was moldy. And when I got home, I had the eruption of Pompeii from my gutsy stuff. It was a terrible experience. So I was sad because I just lost my grandpa and I'm blowing it out of my ass. It was a horrible experience. It wasn't that bad. Whatever happened to me yesterday, but it was pretty goddamn bad. And I took that opportunity to start catching up on Dragon Ball Super. Yes, Dragon Ball Super season one, at least is on Hulu. And then I started watching Shaman King, which was an old manga and anime that is being turned into a new anime on Netflix. Uh, they did one season. Season two is coming soon. And it's pretty good. It's this shonen about this kid who is going to be the Shaman King. He lets spirits possess him and use their powers. And he has to stop his evil twin brother. Of course he does. But that was really fun to watch. And oh, by the way, Jacob, if you are still listening to the show, thank you, first of all. Thank you. But when I called out on Wednesday, that's what I was doing. Trust me, I would much rather have been at work. Like, my cats were concerned. They were they were knocking on the door. I heard them both outside going, meow, bang, 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 meow. And they don't normally do that to me. They, they follow my wife around. They don't normally do it to me. That was this week's Health Watch. Back to you in the studio. So yes, Dragon Ball Super, Shaman King. Uh, that's what I'm watching right now. I'm going to start watching Picard soon because my wife and I are watching Discovery but she doesn't have any interest in Picard because she didn't like TNG because she's some sort of monster, I guess, and I never knew. So without further ado, my friends, let us jump into the first and only break as we hear word from our good friends of the show, and we'll be right back with the wide releases and interesting indies. Stay tuned. 
Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. All right, my friends, we are back. We have one, two, three, four, five movies in the wide releases and interesting indies. And let's start with a documentary called Wuhan, Wuhan. In a time when the world needs greater cross-culture understanding, Wuhan, Wuhan is an invaluable depiction of a metropolis joining together to overcome a crisis. This is a documentary. And just looking at the trailer, America could never. Like, they all actually stayed home, didn't go anywhere, wore their masks, followed the rules. And I know it's China. They have a very questionable government. So instead, let's go to New Zealand and Australia. They crushed it too. America could never. But um, things that are political that shouldn't be political aside, this does look like a good documentary. Because Wuhan, as many of you should know at least, was the epicenter for COVID. That's where COVID was first discovered back in 2019. So it's going to be really interesting to watch how they tackled that. Wuhan Wuhan gets a 7 out of 11. My future friends, next up we have a film called Happening. Not The Happening, just Happening. This is an adaptation of Annie Ernaux's eponymous novel looking back on her experience with abortion when it was still illegal in France in the 1960s. Oh, what a topical movie. America is at risk of going back to 1960s level France. So yes, this is a movie from France, and it stars French people. No one of note. Uh, I looked through their IMDb's, didn't see anything. This movie just looks really well done. It looks like it gets the tone right. Just throughout the whole trailer, it just has this feeling of unease because this young woman learns that she's pregnant, doesn't want the baby, and the doctor says, look, I can't help you. Don't ask me that. And anyone who does help you can go to jail along with you, too. So this film looks good, and unfortunately, it's still very topical. And Happening gets a 7.5 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a Netflix original movie called Marmaduke. A legendary dog trainer believes he can help Marmaduke become the first Great Dane in history to win the Westminster Champions Trophy. This is an animated movie featuring the voices of Pete Davidson, Jason Anthony, J.K. Simmons, and David Kochner. So this movie looks awful. It looks god awful. And you know how a lot of times I will say, hey, This movie doesn't look good, but it's a good movie for kids. You can watch it with them. Don't even do that. There are better movies. You can watch an older movie with your kids. 
Because if your kids are of the age where this is something they would want to watch, I don't think they would mind that much if they don't watch something brand new. And the animation looks awful. It looks horrible. So I thought, what other recent animated movie looked horrible and was horrible? And that was the animated Adams Family movie. That was absolute garbage. I turned it off. Luckily, I only paid 25 cents for it. It was at a library sale. So it was an ex-library copy of the Blu-ray. But still, I paid 25 cents too much. I would rather have just donated 20 bucks to the library instead of watching that film. So I wondered, hey, maybe it's the same company because they're both equally ugly. But unfortunately not. This is from a new studio called One Cool Animation. This is their first film. And Andrews McMeal Entertainment, this is their first film as well. And Legendary Classics have done three animated movies with this as their most recent. So I'm sorry, all three companies I just mentioned. This is not a good start for you. It doesn't even look funny. It doesn't even look entertaining. Uh, there's nothing going for this film. Maybe a baby would laugh at that or be entertained by the colors, but you can just put anything else on. If you have a baby, you know what you should do? Watch Gummy Bears on Disney+. Plus. Remember Gummy Bears? Do you remember that theme song? Watch that instead. But whatever you do, skip Marmaduke. Marmaduke gets a 4 out of 11. All right, my friends, one movie left before the pick of the week, and that's called All My Puny Sorrows. This is a limited theatrical release based on the international best-selling novel by Miriam Toes. All My Puny Sorrows is the poignant story of two sisters, one a concert pianist obsessed with ending her life, the other a writer who, in wrestling with this decision, makes profound discoveries about herself. This stars Alison Pill from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Remember, she's the drummer. I forgot the drummer's name, but she was really cool. And Sarah Gadden from Dracula Untold. So obvious trigger warnings for this movie. If you know anyone uh, who has the need for such trigger warnings, but suicide and I'm assuming depression and grief or maybe just depression. I don't know how the movie is going to play out. And normally I'm not into movies or books like this. This is my wife's territory. She'll read them and then... Either just put them back on her shelf, or if she thinks I'll like it, she'll hand it to me. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I really do, I really do like that depressing shit. Because sometimes I need a good cry. And maybe I just haven't sat on my balls in a while. So, I haven't cried in a bit. So then she'll hand me this book going, Here, you will weep. And weep openly. One time, oh, this is fun. I was doing the audiobook for, oh, A Man Called Uva. It is a fantastic book. It was a movie and being turned into an American movie because it's a Scandinavian movie being turned into an American movie starring Tom Hanks. And the book made me openly weep. But here's the thing. I was doing the audio book and in my job at New Leaf as a bookkeeper, I keep one earbud in so I can listen to a book or something when I'm alone in the room and still keep one ear open for pages or someone knocking or someone needs me. But when the ending of that book happened, I was openly weeping in the office and just praying that no one was going to come in because I was ugly crying. I was ugly crying for this book. But enough about things that aren't this movie. Let's talk about this movie. Uh, I like Alison Pill. I'm a fan. She was also in Newsroom, uh, I believe, which was a really good show uh, by the creator of The West Wing, which only lasted three seasons. 
but it has that really good monologue presented by Jeff Daniels that, that services every once in a while, where he gives a speech about why America isn't the best country in the world, but it can be again. And it's just so good. And it's still so current, even though it's an older show. Oh, it's back from 2012, so not terribly long ago, but it has been a while. But it has a great cast. Jeff Daniels, Emily Mortimer, Alison Pill, Dave Patel, Sam uh, Waterston. Olivia Munn is in it, but I won't hold that against them. If you've never watched The Newsroom, check it out. But again, I got off topic here. All My Puny Sorrows looks good, but it looks deep and depressing. Even if it ends well. Even if the sister decides to not take her life, there is no way this movie is happy. No way in hell. Even if it does end on an uptick, even if it does end with her being happy, both of them being happy together, just like the Turtles wanted us all to be, it's not going to be a happy movie. It just can't be. So definitely think twice if you want to watch this. But if you do, it looks like it's going to be a good quality film. All My Puny Sorrows gets a 7 out of 11. My friends, the final movie in the pick of the week is the obvious choice that is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. This has a returning cast of Bean Burrito Cracker Jack, Elizabeth Olsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, and Rachel McAdams. Newcomers are Patrick Stewart from Star Trek The Next Generation and Bruce Campbell from The Evil Dead. And if people are right, also Tom Cruise and John Krasinski, though those are just rumors. It would be really cool, though. It would be so cool to see Tom Cruise as a alternate universe Iron Man, John Krasinski as an alternate universe Captain America. I don't need to talk about this movie. I don't. You already know where you sit on this. You do. You already know if you're going to see this. You already know if you are super excited or if you're going to pass or if Marvel movies aren't even your thing. But here's the thing. The MCU is going to change after this movie. This is going to set the tone for everything that comes. Because if you remember, I'm not sure if I've ever talked about it on the show because I stopped doing the news and, um, and trailers, but it's believed that... Patrick Stewart is playing Professor Xavier. And why would Professor Xavier be in this film, especially in that scene where Doctor Strange is handcuffed being brought in front of this like tribunal looking thing? It's the Illuminati. And I'm going to see if I can do it off the top of my head. The Illuminati are Professor Xavier, Reed Richards, Namor? Um, okay, I had to look up the rest of them. I forgot Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a part of the Illuminati. Uh, I got Namor right. Uh, Iron Man. But of course, this is the MCU. They can do whatever the f*** they want. They could put Tickle Me Elmo and Mr. Potato Head on the Illuminati because they follow comic book ideas, but not the comic book rules. But it can be logically assumed that we are going to see Professor Xavier. But here's my theory. So here's one of my theories. I have no proof for this, so it's not a spoiler. But Wanda Maximoff is going to kill the Illuminati. She's going to kill all of them. So we see this, we see this part in the trailer where she's all furious and shit and breaks down this door looking like she's going to kill a motherfucker. I think she's going to kill the Illuminati. She wipes them out, setting the stage for the MCU to introduce their own Illuminati 
setting the stage on how we're going to get the Fantastic Four and the X-Men in. We already know we are going to get Namor the Submariner. In Black Panther 2, remember, it's rumored that Tino Cuerta is going to play Submariner or Namor. So maybe a different person will be playing Namor in this movie so we can get all of the new MCU people to form a new Illuminati. So this movie will probably make all of the Fox movies canon, but in their own timelines. So yes, the events of all the original X-Men and the Fantastic Four movies, they did happen, but in a different universe, just like how the Spider-Man movies, they all happened, but in a different universe. So that way, Marvel and Disney can go, oh yeah, that, that actually happened. That's all us too, but not in our timeline, bitch. That does not happen here. So I think this movie is going to unify all of the Marvel movies, but also set the stage to where they're going to take everything from here on out. I'll be honest, I wasn't stoked for this movie until they released the first trailer. Doctor Strange was just an okay movie. Doctor Strange is just an okay character. He's funny. Bumper Cars Charlie Horse is a good actor and has this really disarming, likable quality that this normally asshole character is now likable, but it's not my favorite Marvel movie. But I still really, really want to see this. And I am going to try my hardest to see it this weekend and do an episode for you, a spoiler-free review, followed by a spoiler review, you know how I do it, next week. Do you realize what a weird thing this is? What, what a strange, <laughs> strange, what a strange thing is going on right now? That, at least for me, and I know there are a couple other people who feel the same way, so I'm not alone. I'm not all by myself. I'm sorry I had to sing that, but I had to. But it's strange that I'm excited for this movie because of the possibilities for the future of the franchises. So I still want to see the movie and find out what happens with the characters and everything, but I'm more excited for the amazing amount of possibilities. Nothing in the MCU is going to be the same after this. My friends, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the pick of the week, and it gets a 9 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that is it for this episode. Uh, yes, I will definitely try to watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness this very weekend and have an episode, a review episode out Monday or Tuesday. I will definitely try. But for now, my friends, I'm going to send you along your way to the other great podcasts you may enjoy. But please remember to share the podcast with your friends. That is how we go. Please remember to review on iTunes. Give me five stars and then give a, re give a review. And if you don't like the show, give me what somewhat nerdy calls a hate hug, where you just rake me against the coals in the comments, but leave me five stars. Follow me on all of the socials. My link tree is in the show notes. Never forget to reach out you N. Reach out to me on any social network, including just an email, billiamreviews at gmail.com. Ask me questions. Give me a comment. Tell me what you're watching. Give me a movie recommendation. Ask me for a movie recommendation. Anything. Just reach out and say hi. Don't forget to give the friends of the show some love. The Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. We're doing fine, Robbie and Lisa. And the Watch Your Mouth Podcast, where I hope they come back. That'd be great. But please support the show in any way you can, especially word of mouth. That is how we grow. And my friends, please remember that no matter what your week has in store, no matter where life takes you, 
just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.